This is episode 232, Make Choices with Clarity and Stop Sabotaging Patterns with Megan. Welcome to Over It and On With It. I'm your host, Christine Hassler, and for over a decade, I've been a life coach, speaker, and author. Each week, you'll hear me work directly with a caller as I coach them through a goal they want to accomplish or an obstacle they may be facing. I'll provide a blend of practical and spiritual advice as well as tangible actions you can apply to your own life. Now, let's get on with the episode. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the show. So happy to have you here. Well, I am on day six of Dr. Joe Dispenza's week-long advanced retreat. And for those of you who don't know who Dr. Joe Dispenza is, Google him. (laughs) He's an incredible teacher of, oh, why do I even want to say he teaches? Basically how to become supernatural. And what I mean by that is how to break free of our own patterns, our own beliefs, even our own illnesses, and really step into who we really are, which is love and infinite potential and possibility. I'm going to do a coach's corner this weekend on some lessons that I've learned and some of my highlights and a little sharing about my own journey because it's definitely been a roller coaster. It's the most challenging experience I think that I've ever had in terms of a personal development event. And I've done a lot of personal development events. So more on that coming up. This episode today, I love and really encourage you to listen to the whole thing because once again, the initial question isn't actually what we end up working with. It is, but it isn't. And this is just such a great episode for anyone who has trouble making decisions or doubts themselves or is in any sabotaging patterns. Before we dive in, I want to remind everybody that the Cart for B-School will be closing soon. B-School is run by Marie Forleo. You could hear her on the Coach's Corner last week. She's an incredible entrepreneur and teacher, and she teaches heart-centered entrepreneurs, current or aspiring, how to build a really successful, both monetarily and, and in terms of fulfilling, business online. And I really encourage you to check out the program. Go to christinehassler.com slash bschool. You've heard me talk about it. You follow me on social media. You've seen me post about it. If you're on my email list, you've seen me email about it. And the reason why I'm saying so much about it is because this is the last year I'm going to be a partner for bschool. And by being a partner with bschool, that means you get extra help from me. And I'm going to tell you what that is in a moment. But this is the last year because, not because I don't love the program. I love the program. And Marie always improves it. But I want to give other people an opportunity to promote it. And it just feels like this is a beautiful year when I'm still really connected with the program to be complete with being a partner and really give other people a chance to to be partners and get people into their B-School group. So if you've ever wanted to do B-School with me, this is the year. What you get when you enroll through my link. And to do that, make sure you go to christinehassler.com slash bschool. If you think you have enrolled through me, make sure you email jill at christinehassler.com and just make sure that you're actually in my group because sometimes, you know, technology glitches. Um, but when you enroll through me, you get a lot. <laughs> you get me as a coach. So you get four live group coaching calls with me. And if you can't make it live, they're recorded. They're 90 minutes. And pretty much everybody that has a question gets coached. So you don't want to miss those because there's a lot that comes up in B-School in terms of questions or unconscious patterns that are blocking you or confusion. And it's great to have me as your coach that can help with both the business part and the practical part and also the personal growth part. 
You also get a private Facebook group that Jill and I are both on, answering your questions, giving you support, connecting with other people in your B-School tribe. You also receive four custom meditations from me. I recorded four guided meditations that specifically correspond to the B-School curriculum. So it will help with your unconscious mind to help you assimilate the information. And, and these are the two whoppers, new this year, you get free access to my masterclass training for coaches. So all you coaches, facilitators, speakers, retreat leaders, this is for you. It's a masterclass that teaches you how to be profitable and masterful at being a coach. And that is an amazing course that I think is an incredible bonus. And this is the last one. You also get a free ticket to a one day retreat with me that will be in Austin, a mastermind retreat where Jill will be there as well. We will dive into your business. We will mastermind with you. We will help you with sales and enrollment. And that is free and only for my B-School group. So again, go to christinehaster.com slash B-School to sign up. As you're listening to this coaching call with Michelle, consider, do you notice you have some sabotaging behaviors? Whether it's in work or relationship, you get close to what you want, but then sabotaging thoughts or behavior show up. When it comes to making decisions, do you tend to struggle with wondering if you made the right choice or if you should be quote unquote doing something different? Have you lost someone you love either through an ending of a relationship or a death and now you're scared to open your heart again? Do you make time on a regular basis to connect to your inner wisdom and get answers from that? So keep these questions in mind as you listen to my session with Michelle. Before we dive in, I want to thank my sponsor for this week, Lola. Lola is a female-founded company offering a line of organic cotton tampons, pads, liners, and all-natural cleansing wipes. Unlike other major brands, Lola products are 100% natural and easy to feel good about. No BS, mystery fibers, or doubts about what is going on in your body. Plus, Lola comes in a simple, customizable subscription. Lola will deliver exactly what you need when you need it. I love Lola. I'm getting even more serious about what I put in my body, what I put on my skin. I've always been really good at eating organic, drinking good water, but I've kind of cheated a little bit on cosmetics and feminine hygiene (laughs) because there were just certain brands that I liked that always worked for me. And when I became educated, especially by companies like Lola, about what's actually in most of the tampons and pads that are on the shelves of your drugstore, I was like, oh my gosh, how can I put this in my body? Do you know the FDA doesn't require brands to disclose a comprehensive list of ingredients in their feminine care products? So most of them don't. Lola offers transparency about the ingredients found in their tampons, pads, liners, and wipes, and they work and they're great products. You can avoid the synthetic ingredients in a lot of other brands like rayon and polyester fragrances and dyes. Ugh. Remember, Lola products are 100% organic cotton, nothing added. And I love this part. They make your month a little easier. The subscription is fully customizable. You can choose your mix of products, mix of absorbency, mix of boxes, and frequency of delivery. Get exactly what you want when you need it. Lola now offers also cleansing wipes that are safe for anywhere on the body. They're the first biodegradable, all-natural wipe of their kind. And with Lola, you do good with your purchase. For every purchase, they donate feminine care products to homeless shelters across the U.S. 
Lola Now also offers a starting trial set beginning at $5. You can mix and match some tampons and liners and just try it out. So here is your call to action for 30% off your first subscription. And that subscription is you get exactly what you want when you need it. You can customize it. Go to mylola.com and enter code over it when you subscribe. Again, go to mylola.com and get 30% off your first subscription when you enter over it when you subscribe. All right. And now on to my coaching session with Megan. Megan, welcome to the show. How can I help? Hi. Thank you, Christine. So I am having this pattern that it keeps reoccurring in my life and it is kind of infiltrating all areas. Um, and especially I, I just started a new relationship and it's like the relationship I've been dreaming about and he's amazing in every way. And for some reason I am now finding all of the little things that annoy me and finding everything that's wrong. And I don't want to live like that. And so this pattern and it keeps coming up is that like, I'm never doing the right thing or I always should be doing something else. And it's coming up in even like my passion and what I want to do. So I, I, I want to be an author. I'm trying to write this book right now and I'll sit down to write it and I'll be thinking that, Oh my God, I should be reading about how to write a book. I should be reading about this topic. I should be doing something else. I should be going and making money and then I'll go and do the other thing. And then I'm thinking, Oh my gosh, I should be writing. Like I should be doing this. And then Mm -hmm. it even, it comes up with food. Like I'll be eating the most healthy, delicious meal. And it's like, and then afterwards my mind goes, you shouldn't have eaten that much. You shouldn't have done that. And it's just driving me absolutely crazy because I have all of the awareness around it. Like I see it and I am so terrified. Like I, I don't want this to ruin this new relationship in my life. Right. 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 I hear you. And it doesn't have to. Doesn't have to. Relationships tend to kick up patterns that want to go. So just know that it's all happening for your highest good because the more you fear it and the more you try to change it, the tighter it grips. Because this pattern this pattern is loving you in some way. And by that I mean it's taking care of you in some way. It has a function, it has a purpose. Yeah, And you sound very aware, very emotionally intelligent. I'm sure you've thought about this. Where does, where did this pattern develop? When did you come up with this strategy of always thinking you should be doing something else? You know, I really think that it started when I was younger and I went through a period where I just got bigger. Like my breast developed before everybody else. I just like was just a little bit heavier and the phase didn't even last very long, but I could tell that it triggered something emotionally in my mom. I've always been like super empathic, like just pick up other people's energy a lot. And she went through something like that when she was younger, but she didn't deal with it. And so the way that she tried to fix that problem so that I didn't feel the way she did was she tried to control what I was eating. And I just remember her always asking me, is that the right choice? 
are you making the right food choice? (laughs) And it just stuck with me. I ended up having like an eating disorder in high school, but I've worked through that. But the pattern of that, like if I can pinpoint where that might've started, like that's the first thing that just came to mind. So, Okay. okay. So there's, there's two kind of tracks here. All right. So just to ask some clarifying questions with the boyfriend, is it more that you're noticing all the things that are wrong and are afraid of sabotaging it? And then you, you see this pattern of you should be doing something else in other ways, or even with him, is it coming up and I should be with someone else? That thought comes up of, and I, I find that I get really overwhelmed with choices in general. Like there's all of these different choices. What if I make the wrong one? And so, but he is, I mean, everything I have wanted in a partner, like we can talk about anything for hours and hours and hours, like mentally, emotionally, spiritually, so much. And I don't know why I'm letting like very superficial little things annoy me and come in and be like, yep, it's not working. This isn't right. Like mm-hmm. you should run away. And, mm-hmm. and let me I ask you a few that, questions about him. Okay. Does he want to spend a lot of time with you? Yes. Okay. When he's with you, is he giving you like a lot of full, his full attention? Yes. Is he always kind of inviting you into his world? Yes. Okay. That all sounds great, doesn't it? Yeah. Here's the problem. Not the problem. Here's something that may help you get clarity. You said something earlier. You said you're super empathic. That's true. Yes. Yes. Yeah. It is, it is interesting. I interviewed someone on Coach's Corner, Dr. Judith Orloff. I've mentioned her in the last couple of weeks coaching because I interviewed her and then I'm getting all these calls <laughs> with empaths. So it's just very interesting how the universe works. But one of the things that is very unique about empaths is that when you're an empath in a relationship, one thing that's very common is unconsciously or consciously, you start to feel a little smothered and you end up sabotaging and pushing away in sort of unconscious ways. And I asked you those specific questions because although in your mind, it's like, this guy is great. He wants to spend time with me. He wants to be in my space. He wants me to come into his world. He's always kind of there and available and giving me his attention but to an empath, sometimes that can feel like too much. Right. So in the relationship, how long have you been together? It's new. So just two months. Just two months. So it's going to be very important for you, Megan, to start establishing healthy boundaries and what you really need in this relationship from the beginning. Let's see if we can track this a little bit. When do you notice the nitpicking comes up or noticing all the things that annoy you about him? It's typically like after we've gotten super close, like Mm -hmm. after we have a great weekend together or he comes over and spends time with my parents or just people that are close to me and I've let him in and I am finding myself putting up walls afterwards. Yep. Yep. You said the keywords. I let him in. So that can feel like too much for an empath. And it doesn't mean you can't have an intimate, amazing relationship. You just might have to 
ask for a little more space and a little more time alone. So let's say that he wants to come over for the entire weekend. You might need time even when he's there to be like, look, I love that you're here. And I just need in order to take care of myself, I'm going to spend an hour in my room meditating and journaling and I'll be back in an hour. Yeah. Or I love that you want to spend the weekend together. And tonight I just need to sleep in my own bed. Yeah. These are going to be important requests because if he's not, I'm sure he's sensitive and emotional, but if he's not an empath, then he can take a lot of together time. He can take a lot of like sensory input (laughs) and that may be more challenging for you. And again, doesn't mean you don't like him. Doesn't mean you can't be with him. This is just your opportunity to really ask for what you need. And then over time, as you acclimate and as you feel less smothered, and again, I don't consciously think you feel like you're being smothered, but I think there's some part of you that's like, whoa, 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 this is a lot. This is everything I've ever wanted. And it's a lot. Do you relate to that? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And eventually you'll, you'll acclimate, you guys will get in a routine and you'll be able to just let him in. But I think that looking at the annoying parts is tied to this pattern you identified, but I think it's more so the empath, the highly sensitive person in you going, ah, like I just, this is a lot. I just need space. And so you're finding those little annoying things to push him away. Cause can you see how that energetically is creating distance? I yes. notice what's annoying. Yeah. yeah. So we haven't gotten to the pattern yet, but does that at least give you some clarity on the first part? Yes. Yeah, definitely. And so what can you do? What boundaries can you take? What self-care can you do so that you can really just slowly acclimate, slowly let him in so it doesn't kind of blow you out sensory wise. And then you end up, you know, all of a sudden his socks annoy you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, the, it's already that superficial. Like no, I know. Little things. Yeah. Way he <laughs> so, chews his socks. Like, yeah, just, <laughs> yeah, I get it. But it's so resonated with me when you talked about, even if he's over just saying like, Hey, I need half an hour or an hour to go sit in my room and meditate because yeah, just taking that space is huge. And I, in my past just haven't been as good with boundaries and I also have tended to choose men that are more unavailable emotionally because mm-hmm. it, it was, I think it was just less overwhelming for me to take on because yeah, it created a different kind of barrier. And yeah. And I think that there's deeper reasons why I, I've been afraid to get close to people, but I don't know if we want to go into that or go into yeah, a different yeah. well, Please expand on that. So when I was 20, my sister, who was my best friend in the whole world, died in a car accident. And mm-hmm. I like, I am so scared to, to love like that and have my heart broken like that yeah. again. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so I think there's like a lot of just deep stuff that now that I have somebody in my life like this, it's just a massive mirror. Yeah, absolutely. You don't want that heartbreak. Yeah. But yeah. I want that love. Like, I feel like I've been blocking myself from feeling the love as well. And it's like, I know that that's what my soul wants to do. It wants the love. Like, I, sure. 
but at the same time, it's terrified. Yeah. I'm terrified. Terrified to lose it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I hear you. What terrifies you more, losing it or never having it? I think never having it. Mm-hmm. And maybe part of, do you feel like your sister is a bit of a guardian angel? Yes. Yeah. I truly, I truly do feel that. Do you think perhaps this man coming into your life that she might've had something to do with that? Yeah, Yeah. I do. Can you receive that gift? Yeah. I understand how big your heart is. So one of the gifts of an empath is our heart space is huge. We love deeply, almost to the point that it's painful. That's my hardest part about my relationship is loving him so much and going, oh my God, what if something happens? It's risky. It's terrifying sometimes to love that much. Yeah. But what am I going to do? Not love? Push away love? Stay alone, which feels safer, but boy, is it lonely. Yeah. And that's the thing is like, I, I have been lonely. Like before this, I was in a seven-year relationship, but that ended like four and a half years ago. And I have been lonely and like pushed things away. And, but it's felt safer, I think, mm-hmm. to be alone. Yeah. It, but it's like this push and this pull because all I wanted was somebody to come in and feel that love again. And then at the same time, I also felt so secure within my own little fortress I created. Yeah, that's so understandable because in the fortress, you, one, you have your energetic boundaries. You're not oversensitized by anyone else. And two, there's no risk of losing anyone. Right. And being seen, like being seen also is another thing that really is like scares me, which is, I don't want to either. What are you afraid people will see or someone will see? I think I, I think I put a lot of pressure on myself and I judge myself and it's, you know, I, I think I'm just terrified of not being loved and accepted. And this goes back to like, I felt like my sister was one of those only people that truly saw me mm-hmm. and loved and accepted me for who I am. And I, I don't know if I've allowed the world to do that. Have you that. done that with yourself? I want to say yes. I try. I really try, but I can see that like this relationship has just, it's really been a mirror for ways that I I don't know if I have fully and I'm really, and I thought that I've done all of this work and I, you know, and I really do try to show up for myself and love myself, but Mm -hmm. I do have a lot of self judgment and pressure. You have done amazing work. Acknowledge that progress. You had a big traumatic event happen where you lost the one person who you felt the most unconditional love with. And the way to heal that, Megan, is not to block love. The way to heal that is to find that unconditional love inside you, inside your own heart and in your connection to spirit. And so all of this, if I were to put a summary on all of it, 
the pattern with mom about, is that the right choice? The, the pushing away of boyfriend, the fear of loving again. This all comes back to one, knowing your gift as an empath, knowing that your gift to love deeply and, and to feel deeply is a gift. And also that sensitivity gives you an even more heightened connection to spirit. And when we have a connection to the unconditional love that is God, that is the divine, a lot of this fear and self-doubt starts to go away. But you've got to make time for yourself to connect deeply to that part of you. That will be your anchor. That part of you will be the part that pulls you through these fears. Yeah. It'll yeah, also be the part that helps you not feel smothered. It helps you not feel overwhelmed. Yeah. What were you going to say? Oh, I was going to say when you said the word anchor, I could feel like a whole shift in my being. Mm. Like, what did you like, feel? Like, find, like I, I, it was like, I felt like in the energy of like an anchor going like in me from my heart, like down through into the yep. planet. And like, I, it was just a, sh a shift of like, Oh yeah. Right. Yep. I'm, I'm yep. secure. Yeah. Yep. And then when you're in that place and that's a good visual for you, like imagine that anchor just shifting down into, into earth and feeling that connection to sky, to universe, to source. That's the place that you can make decisions from. So when you get in that pattern, do I do this or should I really be doing this? When you get into that pattern, how you unwire that pattern that I think you identified was started when mom questioned your choices. So during a developmental stage, when you were wanting to develop autonomy and you were wanting to fire neurons in your brain that helped you make decisions, there was doubt from your authority figure. Right. Makes sense? Yes. So... Yeah. When you feel that, I want you to drop in and okay. ask your inner knowing. Your inner knowing will have the answer. Okay. How is all this landing yeah. with you? Good. Really good. I feel like a lot calmer. <laughs> mm -hmm. Is there like, okay, so let's, let's see if we can bring up a decision that you've been going back and forth with. Like, so should I do this or this? What's something that you've recently been thinking about? The book? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I'm writing this book and I, I want to help reframe grief in a new light. And I want to help talk about by going through my story and things that I went through, I, I just want to open a new dialogue about grief and, and how to love and how to, um, yeah, I don't have to go into all that, but um, yeah, this is like, I really, really feel my soul's calling to do this. And at the same time, there is a voice of doubt in me that's like, you can't do this. Like, who do you think you are to do this? And so I'm trying to decide um, if I should get a writing coach, if I should get a, just like a regular mentor coach, I like trying to decide the next move to make. And, and if, if I continue okay. forward with doing this. Yeah. Okay. So close your eyes again. Okay. Take a breath. Feel that anchor. 
feel that anchor come down from the sky, like down from source energy, down from unconditional love, coming through you, coming into your heart, filling with green light, filling your whole heart space with green light and dropping into the earth and just dropping you right in. You can even put one hand on your heart if it helps. Okay. And I just want you to ask your inner knowing, what is the next step, just the next step that's for my highest good in regard to the book? The first thing that came was ask for help. Great. So let's ask again. Ask that inner knowing, come back into your heart. Who do I ask for help? It's weird. I just got a message that just said they're coming. Great. So let's ask your inner wisdom. Do I need to do anything right now or just keep writing? It just said keep going. And ask, will the person show up and will I know right away? Yes. There you go. <laughs> oh, why do I complicate everything? It's because so you're human. <laughs> you're a human being. It's happening uh, happen in your life. Wow. My fear complicates so much. That was so clear and so simple. All of our fear complicates everything. And when we connect into the truth of who we are and we're out of the energetic of fear, the answers come. Wow. So let's ask your inner wisdom one more question. So okay. go back to that spot. So with, with boyfriend, is it in my highest good? to set some self-honoring boundaries that I communicate with love. So I just feel like I have space and autonomy in the relationship. Yes. Okay. And then you don't need me to guide you through the rest. I think in your meditations, just feel into what you need and just communicate that with love. Yeah. He'll get it. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Thank you. You're welcome. Just give you some clarity or did you just give yourself some clarity? Better said. <laughs> no, this, this, this helps so much. I just like, I, I just felt my whole energy shift. So thank you. You're welcome. You're doing great. Thank you. Just remember you're loved, you're safe and it's safe to love. And it's safe to open your heart. Just take care of it with your self-care boundaries. Opening okay. your heart doesn't mean just let anything and everyone in. Opening right. your heart means you let love in, but you have boundaries that, that make you feel safe. You don't need fortresses, right? but yeah. you need a door that you can open and close sometimes. Yeah. And that's okay. That's think, totally okay. Yeah. I think I forgot that piece. Yeah. Yeah, it's like the people in your life can have the key to the door. But when you put the do not disturb sign on, they just need to respect that. Yeah. They can still come in. Yeah. Yeah, that's a really good visual. Yeah. Yeah, you got this. Thank you. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you, Megan, for your open-heartedness during this call. 
you are completely willing to share, to go in deep and to connect to your inner wisdom, which is so inspiring. So, so, so inspiring. Okay. Megan calls in wondering why she's judging her boyfriend and always thinking she's doing the wrong thing. So we were able to dissect both of those things. So she's always judging her boyfriend for a couple reasons. One, she's an empath. And two, because of the loss of her sister, there's a part of her that's really, really scared to love. So often, and I talked about this in the episode, with empaths, love can feel overwhelming because we love so, 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 so deeply. And so when we're in a relationship, and I definitely experienced this with Steph in the beginning, it can sometimes feel smothering. It can sometimes feel overwhelming. And instead of really communicating that we need boundaries and we need space with love, we often are afraid of that confrontation or think the boundaries will make the other person upset. So we unconsciously push them away by either judging them internally or nitpicking or acting out in other little ways which is why it's so important for empaths to know what you need. And especially in the beginning of the relationship, you may not know right away. You know, when you're first dating someone, like when I was first with Steph, I didn't exactly know what I needed. I just knew I needed more space, but I didn't know how to ask for that because it was so new. It was such a new feeling. And so we had to navigate that together, but I had to be vocal about asking for it versus sabotaging by pulling away or judging him or any of the other things we do when we're not feeling safe in a relationship. So all you empaths out there, really just anybody out there, boundaries in a relationship, asking for what you need is important. That way you don't have to build walls. You don't have to build fortresses. Like I said to Megan, you can have a door and that door can be open most of the time, but sometimes you need to shut it and put on the do not disturb sign. And the people in your life that love you, when you explain that to them, they will understand. And it will also give them an opportunity to spend some time with themselves as well. Now, the other reason Megan was having a hard time really letting her boyfriend in is because she lost her sister. And this makes so much sense. When our heart gets broken, either through a breakup or the death of someone, of course we want love, but we're scared because it feels risky. Do you really want to love again and risk losing? And like I said in the session, this is something that I bump up against a lot in my own relationship, that fear of losing because I love so much. But what I do is I focus more on the love. And I remember that in the moments when I'm fearing loss, I'm robbing myself of truly enjoying the love in the moment. So when you're in worry or anxiety or fear about losing love, just know in that moment you've lost it. It's gone because you're disconnected from the essence of love when you're in the worry. So you've got to just bring yourself back to the love and let it really sink in. Now, let's talk about the overwhelm. That was pretty obvious when she talked about her relationship with her mom and her mom trying to control what she was eating and her mom saying repeatedly, are you making the right choice? So because of that, Megan didn't have a lot of confidence in her decision-making. Makes perfect sense, right? So we found an easy remedy for that, an easy remedy for that, which is to pull her into her own inner wisdom. So one thing that's so important for parents to teach children is how to connect with their own internal knowing, to give them two choices and say, I trust you to decide 
Or what do you think? And of course, you can't let children make every decision on their own. Otherwise, they'd eat ice cream for breakfast and wear their pajamas to school. However, you want to give them an opportunity to make choices consistently. And maybe Megan's mom did that a little bit, but at a formative time in her life when she was really learning to trust herself, perhaps that question, are you making the wrong choice, impacted Megan in the way that she questions herself too much. So... The remedy is to pull her into her own inner knowing. And you heard when I did that, she dropped in quick. And I said that part of you is the anchor. It pulls you through the fear. And she felt the shift when I said that. And as soon as we dropped into her own internal knowing, boom, the answer was there. Fear of making the wrong decision will keep you from making the decision. Basically, fear complicates everything in your life. So the more you can drop into love and drop into that inner knowing and move out of the energetic of fear, the more clarity you will have in all aspects of your life. So some takeaways for you, for all those empaths out there, just anybody in relationship, make sure you have boundaries, but not barriers. Don't build a fortress around yourself. Just put the do not disturb sign on when you need it and explain to people what you need. And risk, (laughs) risk when it comes to loving big. And when you notice the fear comes up, remind yourself with this fear, I'm already in loss. I don't have anything to fear right now. The love is here and the love will always be there and bring yourself back to the love. And if you're afraid of being seen, if you're afraid of letting someone truly in, this was another question I asked Megan, do some journaling about What don't you want to be seen? Because often we say, I'm afraid to let someone in. I'm afraid to be seen, but we don't even know what we're hiding. (laughs) So what don't you want to be seen? And now on the decision part, I have a free gift for you that will help with this. I came up with a practical guide to making intuitive decisions because I know for a lot of you that are in your head, and many of us are, pretty much the whole world is, getting into your intuition without someone guiding you is often hard. So I came up with a six-step process to make intuitive decisions. You can get it if you text my name, Christine, to the number 444-999. Again, just get out your phone and text my name to the number 444-999. If you're international, just email assist at christinehaster.com and say you want the free gift for intuitive decision-making. But if you're not international and you can text, please just text 444-999. Put my name in the subject line and you'll get it. Avoid the emailing because that just gives Kim more work to do. So that's why we have the text set up. So it's easy and it goes right to you. All right, everybody, that is the show for today. Thank you so much. Sending you so much love and many blessings. Until next time. Thank you for listening to Over It and On With It. I love hearing from you. So please post your comments or questions at christinehasler.com slash podcast. That's also the place you can sign up to receive coaching from me in an upcoming episode. And if you love this show, please share it and subscribe on iTunes. You can find all my social media handles and sign up to be part of my community at christinehasler.com. Until next week, here's to getting over it and on with it. Much love and many blessings.